fun because my team lost, ladies fun, and natural fun. It's not natural fun. <laughs> it is natural fun. Come on. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ozone. Live from Koreatown, I'm your host, Omar Miller. I'm here with my brother, Terry. Say hello, Terry. Hello, world. I'm a very happy camper. As I predicted in the beginning of the season, the no, Raiders. What, what a surprise. The, the, at the home. quarterback. The quarterback oh, gets hurt, the team yeah, loses. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gents, we, got, we don't have that much to cover, <laughs> but we have enough to cover today. Enough of Terry talking nonsense. We're going to speak on the uh, NFL games that popped off this weekend. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, sure you don't. That's why you're here. It's a whole reason I don't want to talk about it. Uh, got, a, got a big national championship game coming up tonight, Alabama versus Clemson. Uh, and we got some interesting action going on in the NBA. It's a, a wide world of sports, if you will. And you're a sportscaster. So, so let's, let's cast some sports. Let's cast. Let's get it on. Let's start off with the Raiders. Mm. Oh, no, let's forget about that. I want them. No, let's do it. Uh, you know, the interesting thing about that game is everybody listens to the Ozone knows how I feel about the Raiders. I felt like we had a chance to make some noise this year. I think a lot of people did. Um, and, you know, ended the season 12-4, and four, which is nice. The Texans shouldn't even have made it to the – just talks about how weak their division is. They shouldn't even have made it to the playoffs. They can make it to but the playoffs just because they have defense, but defense, they're a terrible team. They're a terrible team. It's, it's terrible to watch. <laughs> even it's, it's even hard though to they watch. beat the Raiders, I'd still – I understand what you mean. It's a sloppy game. It's an ugly game. In a game that bad, in a game in a world with one man, Really, no quarterback. (laughs) One team with no quarterback will lose in the first round. (laughs) The problem is, is you play a Raiders team that's depleted like that of their leader and blah, 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 blah. Man, that needs to be a blowout. They couldn't even blow them out, and the Raiders did everything they could to help them blow them out. It's unbelievable. First off, let's start about how the, the game starts. The play calling was terrible. I don't care what anybody says. There's a lot of suspect play calling. This what weekend. are you doing? I mean, everybody knows, okay, it's the kid's first. It's not the kid's first time playing football. It's his first time starting in the NFL. But that doesn't mean you do the most predictable thing in the world and you go handoff, handoff, screen, screen, which Jadavion was not impressed with. Was not impressed. Jadavion was in their playbook. Jadavion was in their backfield. <laughs> <laughs> and then Jadavion was in the end zone. And this is a, a terrible situation. I it's mean, terrible, but, but this is where Bill Belichick becomes the master guru because it doesn't matter who gets hurt, he figures out a way to win. And that's what sets him apart from all the rest of these guys because he lost Tom Brady and he still won. He won with his college quarterback and then he won with Garoppolo and he still wins. He figures it out. You have to figure it out. You have a week to prepare, so figure it out. You come up with a scheme for this kid so that this kid could be productive. You don't need him to throw Hail Marys to win the game. You just need him to be productive, and you didn't put him in a position to win. Sure Although they not win anyway. And, and I tell you, other guys didn't really seem like they came to play either. Crab was out there dropping balls. Amari. I mean, when the kid – I actually wasn't mad at Cook. He, 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 the, the couple passes he threw, when he finally got loose, when he finally got to actually throw the ball and move the ball down the field, that's when the Raiders made it a game. I mean, if you look at the score, they were only down 10-7 to 7 in the first quarter. They were in that game, though. They were down 10-7 yeah, in the, at they, the end of the first quarter. But they weren't in it, though. You know, I, That's not true. Because you, it, oh. along, along those lines, you could say oh. that the Giants were never in the game, and you know that wasn't true. So I don't no, want to No, the Giants were in the game. Oh, oh, even oh, even oh. after the Hail Mary, 14-3 or 14, they were still in the game. And this is as were the Raiders. But when the Raiders when never, the score but, was 10-7, you 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 you're feel, in the game. You can feel it. The Raiders never really had any potential. They got it off of a run back or something. Yeah, they've but never really had the potential of or put the I mean, fear can, of God in you, you, you that you, they were going to score. Whatever you can say what you want to say, but I can the say score, that the Raiders the at score, home watching the game with me. You, yeah, you can. Just like your weak Dolphins are at the house. Not the Dolphins, Kansas City Chiefs, and Atlanta Falcons. Ladies and gentlemen, the front runner. <laughs> yeah, I'm not front runner. Go back and check our files: the Ch- Kansas City Chiefs and the Falcons. Yeah, sure. Well. If you look at the situation, the Raiders were in the game 10-7 at the beginning of the game. At the beginning of uh, the first, the, the second quarter, they were only down 10-7. to They go into the half down 20-7. to The game looked <laughs> ugly. Um, you know, Latavius couldn't get loose because everybody knew he was going to run against a monster defense. They do have a monster defense. I'm, I'm just happy to see Jadavion Clowney is finally panning out. You know, be the superstar that they predicted. And, and that he was in college and that, you know, everybody thought he had the potential to be. So it, it's, you know, 
I don't know, man. I think that the Raiders had a great season, a better season than anybody could have ever predicted. Uh, unfortunately, it's it's R.I.P. That, that's it. That, that's it for this season. I predicted this season. You predicted everybody's season because it's easy, but you haven't predicted the Super Bowl champion. And until then, I don't want to hear anything about. So you need a prediction from me right now. Credibility, you if trying? you like. It, it, I mean, it's a lot easier now. You're way down. You the the teams are paired way down. The the tournament has gotten a lot smaller. I'm predicting the Kansas City Chiefs and the Atlanta Falcons in the Super Bowl. Okay, there you go. There it is. We'll see how he how that fares. So he can stop front running, folks. We have him on tape here. And we'll see I if didn't front run. We'll I never had the Raiders the on my uh, on my ballot. No, that's just because uh, you know I understand you didn't necessarily like the Raiders, but they're a different team with Carr. Problem I had was they they folded, you know. And I, another thing that happened to the Raiders, a huge thing, um, is that Donald Penn didn't play the the All Pro uh, uh, guard, and he didn't play, and that's a problem because that was the thing that helped Derek Carr actually you know, secure and Latavius secure great seasons. The fact that they had a monster offensive line, their offensive line is really just behind the the Cowboys. They have a great offensive they line. Sure the Raiders. And uh, not having the full team. And you, even if you watch, you watch these guys on Instagram and Twitter and everything, they, they are like a unit. They really are a unit. These guys, they seem like they enjoy each other. They hang out with one another. And you know, the Texans got on, the Texans did what they needed to do. Brock Osweiler looked mediocre, but he got the job done. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins looked pretty good, uh, which was surprising. Holmes looked good. Yep, yep. And they got that um, man, that kid that that came in when Crabtree when Crab got the concussion looked good for the Raiders. Uh, and he came in and started balling. He seemed like he actually was the only person out there that wanted to play. He got his chance to shine, and he played. That's the home kid, the Holmes kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because you know he used to be the number one receiver for Derek Carr before Amari Cooper. Yeah. Yep. And he's he was the real deal back then. I don't know. He just fell down on the depth chart. And now he got a shot and he showed them he needs to go back up on that depth chart. He'd probably be it probably won't be there next year. We'll see what happens. Football's so unpredictable year to year. Um and so, you know, I, I just I hate that. I hate that the season ended in such an ugly it was ugly game. Hard game to watch. Shame on the Raiders again. Ter- Terrible organization. Whatever. You can talk crazy if you want to. It's easy to say now after the guy gets hurt, so Shame on the Raiders, blah, 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 yeah. Feel free. So when Andy Reid blows your game next week and the Steelers <laughs> beat up on the Chiefs, I don't want to hear nothing about it. And I, you, good luck you're, with you're that. that your face the Steelers in, look in, terrible. Oh, let's move to the next game then. Yeah. That was shame on Miami. Miami came out with a terrible game plan. They decided to defer. You, you've just practiced in 80-degree weather and then came to <laughs> play in Pittsburgh in 15 degrees, and now you're surprised that you can't perform. Guess what? Get there early. You are playing in the playoffs. Don't hang out in Miami. <laughs> you can't. This is your job. I don't know. I mean, it's not like they were hanging out in Miami. They were practicing. It's where they are. I just I feel like they were overmatched. Again, they didn't have their full staff. Um and, was, and also who? and Tannehill? also Tannehill, but but also in the drubbing that they gave Pittsburgh earlier in the season, that was one of those games that turned Pittsburgh season around. And as Calais Campbell said last week on last week's episode of the Ozone. The Steelers are a serious team. No matter how much you don't like them, how much you don't like Coach Tomlin and all this, that, and the I other. I like Tomlin. The, He's just the, not the, a the, good coach. The the Steelers are real. I was surprised yeah, yesterday. I saw mediocre. I saw uh no, not real mediocre. They're they're winners of I think eight straight at this point. Um and I saw Antonio Brown drop a pass that got Big Ben an interception, which was a surprise. <laughs> it looked like he was like, I don't know, whatever, man. Antonio Again, Brown just over. got his first two touchdowns in his playoff career yesterday. And it won't be his last two. I mean, this is uh, – Well, he's going against Marcus Peters next week. Good luck. I think he'll be all right. Uh, I think this is uh, I think this is going to be – that's going to be a clash of the Titans. But to break down that game, you know, Miami gave you classic warm weather team going into the cold weather. Yeah, they and look, a terrible they totally, game plan. I mean, a, a Brewer looked great, plan. though. I I know that there are a couple of people out there that are bashing him, but he did what he was supposed to do. He just didn't have any help. He had guys dropping passes. The offensive line dropping was terrible. a lot of passes, and he played with a lot of heart. Yeah, and he, he got, got hurt, came he back. He almost got decapitated, and he came back yeah. and still dealt. I mean, he got down there. They got down there to the 12 and got blindsided. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pick this guy up. You need to pick him up. And the only way to pick him up to really make the, the whole thing rock and roll is you got to make a game plan that doesn't focus around Ajay because everybody knows that he's the the you know the number one chief rocket. Yeah, you need some kind of deception. So if he comes Gotta out there something. and spreads the ball around, then you loosen it then up. He then he can you run can't him stack up. the box. Then you loosen him up. Yeah, yeah, and and you know 
Big Ben, <laughs> football's just so ruthless, man. Big Ben's walking around in a walking boot now. Yeah. They say he's okay. I'm sure he'll play. That guy is a warrior. I'm sure he'll play next week, but uh, this is the Clash of the Titans next week. I'm and, really not and, impressed and with I, Pittsburgh Steelers with the, how they played yesterday because the Dolphins were in that game, and they honestly shouldn't have been because they didn't have any production. As I see, and I didn't feel like the Dolphins were even in the game. No, I, that's what I'm saying. They were. They should have. They had the opportunities with more. More moved the ball. He had more, I think, passing yards than Big Ben. But the problem is that he didn't have any help. And you can't blame it on the quarterback when guys are dropping passes and they're stacking the box and the coaches aren't making adjustments. You, your game plan, you have to change your game plan. You have to make adjustments during the game. You can't make adjustments after the game. Now they're at the house. Now they're dead. And are they really mad? They're at the house in Miami. It's hard to be mad. <laughs> they're not mad. I'm sorry. They're in Miami in January. What do you want from them? And so I think that, uh, I don't know. I think these guys, man, I think that, they weren't focused. I think they were very satisfied. The feeling I got from the Miami Dolphins was that they were very satisfied with what they accomplished to over be the there, season. Huh? Yeah. Just yeah, 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 there. yeah. They were just happy to be there. Now, the, the thing that I think is going next week is that both of these teams can play in the cold. Both neither, The cold isn't going to be a factor right. as much as it, as it was like when the Raiders went to Kansas City and you could see the Actually, Raiders Kansas City confused. might be colder than uh, Pittsburgh, right? Might be, um, but whether it is or not, it's it's not going to be much of a no. different, you know. The cold weather teams. Yeah, they, there's, that's not going to change anything. Big you X- saw that lunatic out there with his shirt off dancing before the game? Yeah. He'll probably be out with a cold next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the bronchitis next Dude, week. you got the snivels? Man. Yeah, and so uh, awesome Instagram, by the way. If you want to go over to a collaborator, uh, go to an Instagram handle, Black Sports Online on Twitter and or Instagram and see a wonderful video that Antonio Brown posted in the locker room of them getting it, gigging, dancing, feeling good, saying how this uh, bandwagon has pulled away from the station, and if you aren't on it now, we don't want to hear about you. Oh, very, very interesting. I'm, I'm, they got, they left me. They left. <laughs> you ain't there. Ain't now, there. one thing, one thing that I think is interesting is for me. It's essential to get that buy in football. It's it is. so hard to play that extra game. That's your punishment. It is. It's so hard to win, you know. You have to play, now you have to play everything on the road. Everything's on the road. I mean, maybe you got one at home, and now you get all of the rest on the road. So, look at it. If they beat the Chiefs, then they have to go to New England and play the Patriots. This is completely unrealistic. <laughs> You're not going to make it. It's, a, it's, it's unrealistic. You And for one, you haven't had any chance to heal up. Ladarius Green, their tight end, still is in, uh, what, concussion protocol? Yeah, yeah, And yeah, he yeah. has a, a serious problem with concussions as well. Yeah, well, I there think, were a lot I of think everybody has a serious problem with concussions. They handed out a lot one. this weekend. Man, they, the football's ruthless. It is ruthless, the NFL, because those boys are out there sticking in the I cold. Stick them. <laughs> <laughs> this was a real, this was, this was serious business. Yeah, so next week is going to be, the next week is going down. It's going down. Man. I mean, this this is my favorite weekend of football, I think, this this weekend coming up. This is when the schedule is completely together, except for that Houston Texan game. I mean, I know that they're going against, Tom Brady's going against the number one defense, but you know what he's going to do to the Texans? I don't know what he's going to do to the Texans, but what I, what I do know is that the Texans aren't going to do anything to the Patriots. Ultimately, if you can't score, even those those monster defensive teams, the Bears, the Giants, the uh, Ravens, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, those teams may keep the score low by design. Yes. But they could score. They could put up points if they needed to. What well, The Texans can't score. Brock Osweiler can't move the ball. Yeah, and, and they have Lamar Miller as a running back. The Savage. Yeah, but, <laughs> but they can't. But they can't control the clock. That's the problem. Because what's yeah. going to happen is that they're going to stretch the score out. And once they stretch the score out, Lamar Miller's out of the game. And then the, con- the blowout switches on. You're going to have blow by. And, <laughs> and who wants that? That's a bad look. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not really pumped up to do anything except for watch Tom Brady do what Tom Brady does and dominate. But when you got a guy like Vince Wilfork that's there that knows their system, the theory would be, I remember talking one time to Willie McGinnis, and Willie McGinnis had gotten traded to the Browns, and mm-hmm. this is after he had, you know, won Super Bowl with the... Uh, a couple of them, huh? Yeah, I think he got him a couple of them with the Patriots. And Mac told me that he told the coach, listen, the way we beat them is to punch Tom in his mouth. And the coach was like, okay, great. And they sat back in zone and in coverage and got eight up. And they and there was no blitzing, no nothing. 
because everybody is so afraid that when you blitz him, he'll make you pay. He'll stretch the field out that they're saying, hey, we'll take our chance with a zone. Okay, take your chance with a zone. And watch him pick you apart. But Jadavion Clowney might be the difference because if he can put pressure on Tom Brady, then it would be a game. But other than that, because he has happy feet. Here's here's the problem, in my opinion. Even if he puts pressure on terrific Tommy, uh, touchdown Tommy, name the accolades, he's got them. Uh, and truth be told, he, he, low key, maybe he's the MVP. Um, even if you put pressure on him, you still got to score. And I just don't see the weapons. You know, well, maybe they're thinking that their defense might score for him, which would be crucial. I'm just trying to throw it out there because I don't see any way that the Houston Texans can beat win. the Patriots. I don't either. They did. You saw this. They opened at a 15.5 dog. Yeah, 15.5 points. Kidding? And the I don't playoffs? think. And I don't <laughs> think they'll cover. Yeah, <laughs> they won't cover. I don't think they're gonna cover. I'm sorry. Eight and a half. And, and then you got. So so yeah. So then the, the the Steelers did what they needed to do. Le, 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 Le'Veon was was in action again. Le'Veon Bell stays Ran over hundred. He, he stays with hundred yards in his pocket. You hear me? I think he'll probably get hundred this week coming up. But it'll, you think? But yeah, but he'll barely squeak out hundred. He probably like have hundred and twenty five all purpose or something like that. They're gonna have to use him a lot because Kansas City had they have an all star team on they sure defense. Do. And they got everybody back. And they have everybody. Justin Houston, Spencer Ware, these guys are back. I think that it's going to be – I really think that this game – I actually hope the Chiefs win because I think the Chiefs has a better chance of beating the Patriots and than, a, than a Steelers team who has to play week after week after week right. after week. But I tell you, this is going to be a very interesting game uh, for the Chiefs. It's going to be a real test for them, in my opinion, to see whether or not they're actually – the real deal, because this is a game that in the past Andy Reid blows, yeah. and and if they can't beat the Steelers, obviously there's zero chance of them beating the Patriots. I think everybody feels like it's a foregone conclusion that the Patriots, you know, blow by the Texans, and you just hope for no injuries so that their system stays intact. And just look how the system works. So if you handle your business, and just like Bill Belichick, when Tom Brady was out of the game, handled his business and won with his second and yeah. third string quarterbacks. Yeah. He gets Four to, games. He gets to play one of the, the worst offensive teams in football. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's actually a good system in my opinion. Yes, to take a cakewalk to the big dance. And that's after a week off yeah. to heal. So now basically what's, what you're saying is, is if you handle your business, one, you get to heal up, and two, the next week you play a scrimmage. <laughs> More or less. Yeah, pretty much. You, <laughs> pra- you go against a practice squad. You go against a practice squad with an above average D. Uh, and then, okay, so now then we move on to the much more interesting, in my opinion, world of the National Football Conference because the, the NFC is serious. I don't know what's going to happen out there. Let's, let's analyze those games. Seattle came out and did what Seattle does. They came out and they put tips on the Detroit Lions. Which they should have. Which they should have. I thought Detroit might have had a chance, but Matthew Stafford's finger was messed up like cars, which is no excuse, but they just – their team, they're, they're, their team is incredible. Well, you're talking about a three year run here. That right. that this team, truth be told, I'll go out on a limb and say if Marshawn Lynch was still playing this year, I would probably pick them to win the Super Bowl. Oh, you would have to, because well, if Thomas they Thomas Rawls doesn't show up all the time, it, it, that's the thing. And if they had a consistent running game that you have to concern yourself with, Russell Wilson becomes absolutely the most dangerous weapon in football. Well, and with Marshawn Lynch, with that terrible offensive line that they have, he still is effective. He can bruise the defenders. Yeah. But with that that offensive line that they have, Russell Wilson hikes the ball and he drops back like 20 yards to try to save yeah. himself. And then he's in the game of Pac-Man. Exactly. <laughs> it's just going ping, 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 ping. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and so, you know, they came out um, – Kind of a sluggish start, which is what I think is dangerous against them in their foe next week. Cause yeah, because they can't you do You can't that. mess around with the Falcons. And they'll take Thomas Rawls out of the game, and they'll make them one-dimensional, and they'll just make Russell Wilson have to pass. And anytime you can make a team one-dimensional, that's what Bill Belichick's gift is. Yeah. Then you you really sit pretty because what they'll do is that they'll sit all those defenders back, the DBs and all everybody else, and just wait for them to pass the ball and run the score up. Yeah, but I'm still not overly impressed with the Falcons as you are. We will see. I don't and, know why uh, you're not overly impressed because Matt Ryan put up numbers. I mean, he the, did. Julio he put up Jones numbers. was out but there. But see, this is the thing. I, I was actually listening to Brett Favre say something, and it's the truth. He put up numbers. He put up regular season numbers. He put up MVP type numbers in the regular season. Um, but I do not know. That's not the question for Matt Ryan. The question for Matt Ryan in his career has been: Can you perform now when the lights come on in the postseason? 
Well, same you, thing I have for Andy Reid. It's yeah, not, but you the, know, the thing with Matt Ryan is that nobody wants to give this kid a chance to develop. He's still young. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, hey, listen, nobody, everybody's giving him a chance. He got the chance this weekend. And then if he wins, he has a chance the weekend after that. And, uh, and you know, I think that uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens between the Packers and the Cowboys. Because I first and foremost, let's talk about this Giants-Packers game. In my opinion, the Giants had that game in the first half until the end of the first half when everything fell apart. What? Why does Aaron Rodgers get so much credit for being the Hail Mary King when this just brain dead? First, it was Patrick Peterson who went brain dead last right. year. Twice, I do believe. Yeah. Uh, and and overtime and at the end of the fourth quarter. And secondly, today, now we see the situation. Yesterday, that made me so angry. You got four Giants standing right by the ball. They all literally just look at each other. And the ball falls right into Randall Cobb's arm. I mean, just a, a perfect and now, teardrop. And now Aaron Rodgers. Lives in the lore and the folklore of Aaron Rodgers, yeah. which I'm not trying to take anything away from Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers deals. There's no doubt about it. But you got to play. I, one of the problems with that is that the defense was on the field for so long, they got a little lazy. Yeah. And then also, why don't you put a pass rush on a guy that you know wants to throw a Hail Mary? Put a pass rush on him. Don't just send three guys, and he'll never be able to get the ball up or set up for anything. Yeah, especially when you got four guys in the end zone who aren't interested in knocking the ball down. Exactly. So you might as well rush the extra two guys. Now, I, I think that uh, the Packers actually showed grit because I felt like the Giants were in control of that game and even when it even when they came out of uh, the half, the Giants looked good. They looked like okay, all right, let's get it back together. And they just never pulled it back. And they 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 went brain dead. A lot of drop passes. I, yesterday I was watching the game, and it dawned on me that Odell Beckham Jr. is not a big time ball so player. He's not big time. We can write him off the list right now. He's got earned his stripes. He hasn't earned his stripes. No, he's, he's just made some spectacular catches. Right, but not in the big game like that. Not that, in the, that, the that, that was when they needed it. Yesterday, I need you to, and I'm, we're not talking about spectacular one-handed catches. No, I'm just talking catch about the ball. catch the ball and take the pressure when off of the it. offense and the defense by catching the ball. Well, that, he that dropped pass, he that, dropped that, the that touchdown, touchdown. That was a game changer. That's a game changer. Somebody because else they, dropped the touchdown pass too, though. Yeah. Eli Manning once again came and put the ball on the money. Everybody can front if they want to, but I wasn't really mad at Eli's play yesterday. No, he's a lot like Matt Moore. You can't be mad at these guys because catch the, receivers the ball, dropped man. The ball. Odell Beckham, what, he dropped four passes? Big ones. And then you run around punching holes in the wall like a moron like that does anything. That's shame on it's you. It's too late. You should have been practicing. You chilling on the yacht in Miami. Yeah. Miami is the root of all evil, <laughs> yeah, it looks like. It looks like it. <laughs> I don't want to stay out of there. I think it might be the portal to hell. <laughs> uh, not me. I got to take my chance. You got to go. I, gotta, I got to have it. <laughs> yeah, so uh, fooling around with Miami, man. I don't know. A lot of hilarious crying Jordan memes made on that Miami boat trip picture did you see it i didn't get to see it oh you haven't seen the no, look you know, it up. i love them too yeah. send me as many as you can everybody's everybody send the icons every icons. Brian jordan yeah. that you can find because he literally cannot get enough he's, he's every one in of love them with them. hilarious <laughs> yeah so uh very interesting them boys the defense came to play again but then eventually just like you said you can't keep your defense on forever I saw it somewhere where someone wrote the, how the defense let them down. They They're lying. Them. You're lying. You're lying. The defense the completely stifled Aaron Rodgers until, what, the four-minute mark, two-minute mark or something like that in the second quarter. Yes. And you guys put yeah, up 26 six, yards. And you guys put up six points. That realistically, should could have been something like 14, 12 to nothing, which then in turn puts crazy pressure on, on the other team. Well, actually, if Odell Beckham would have caught that pass, it wouldn't even been that. It would have been, what, seven to – Seven to twelve, seven to thirteen, or something like that. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm not following your math. No, well, seven, uh, seven to fourteen. My sorry, but uh, because Odell Beckham dropped that pass in the first half, that touchdown pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, his his play was less than superb. It was uh, it was not solid. And you know, you get the big money for the flashy stuff, but you get the immortality when you show up in the big games. Because those who know, know, in the words of yes. Wesley Snipes. <laughs> and you know who's who shows up and who doesn't. Truth be told, Randall Cobb's a big-time ball player. Randall Cobb actually. Randall Cobb is a humongous. He is. He shows up. Maybe he, more so than Jordy Nelson. And he's going to show up next week. Man, that looks so terrible with Jordy Nelson. I can't believe his rib has got to be broken. Yeah. I, you hardly Maybe ever. Maybe punctured lung. Perhaps. You never. just collapse. You never see guys react that quickly. That's what happened to Gronk, remember? When yeah. He, when he got. And that's the big fella. Yeah. I was surprised Jordy Nelson came back. He didn't come back. 
Oh, I thought he came no, back. No, he didn't come back. Half. That was it. He got he got on that cart and got out of town. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he rode out, brothers. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah, no, he. Uh, I don't think he's coming back next week. Which probably a fractured rib. I think Maybe at the minimum, yeah. and I think that that really, really hurts their chances against Big D. Yeah, but look at how the big receivers perform in the big games. I'm expecting a big game out of Julio Jones. Yeah. And Antonio Brown gave you a big game. And I think he's going to give you a good game next week. I just don't know if it's going to be enough because I agree with you. The Chiefs have an all-star team. The Chiefs yeah. have a great team. Great safeties. Great corners. Great Especially line. now how they're using that kid Tom Tyreek Bali. Hill. And using Tyreek Hill, he's running the ball. Then you know, Especially since Jamal Charles is gone. If you put that kid in the backfield, he runs a 4-2-8. Who is their backup quarterback in Kansas City? Um, Nick Foles, I do believe. Yeah, see, they're in good shape. Yeah. Nick Foles they're in can, good shape yeah. even if things go wrong. Travis Kelsey is one of the best tight ends in football. Yeah, so, big man. They got all the tools. Andy, it's all up to Andy Reid. What is his game plan? What are you going to do, Andy? Will you succumb to the pressure? <laughs> <laughs> we will see what he does. Uh, you know, my, I don't believe. I think he may get it done this week. And then, the the obviously, the super test is getting it done in Foxborough. Honestly, they have enough to get it done with they that do. defense because they can put pressure and they understand about hitting Tom Brady in his mouth. Yeah. Even though they'll come up with a game plan, Bill Belichick, that'll be a chess match, and that should be a low-scoring game. That shouldn't be a shootout. And Although a- the Kansas City can shoot out with you because Alex Smith is, you know where, how we saw him in the past when he was with the 49ers, he was a uh, a playoff quarterback. Well, and, you know, he always got the raw deal. For some reason, the NFL decided, all the teams decided that he was not a premier quarterback. Right. Despite what his play said. You know, and then then everybody got swept up in the wave of Colin Kaepernick. He got hurt, and the next thing you know, Kaepernick took his job and is a superstar. Uh, he was a much more palatable quarterback and much more you know glamorous, glitz and glamour kind of guy, more so than a fundamental guy. It's a it's it's. I tell you, I'm not fronting on the Chiefs, even though I'm a Raiders fan. The Chiefs are real. I just have my questions about Andy Reid. Just all of this too. I've seen it too many I times. I do too, and I. But I know that this year, the way that they played, the style. They should. They should have. Yeah. Enough. Maybe he cleaned up his act. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he's gluten free now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's. Maybe that's the key for him. Maybe he's been on those clean snacks. Could. Oh, coconut clean snacks. I'm glad you mentioned that. Ladies and gentlemen, have you had the most delicious, healthy snack on the market? If you haven't, go to Melissa's uh, Organic Produce and figure out where you can find yourself some coconut clean snacks. I personally can verify that they're delicious. They're just full of goodness and grains and quinoa and cane sugar. Mm, I need some right now to snack on. Coconut clean snacks, folks. Melissa's Organic Produce. Get some. Ah, Man, it's going to be an interesting weekend this weekend. I cannot wait. Your mouth's watering. It is. (laughs) It's a clean snack. And so, 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 now let's talk about this Tyrod Taylor situation. It, that's so bogus. It's unbelievable. I haven't gotten inform everybody what you told me. Yeah, from what I'm gathering is that Tyrod Taylor has been benched. Was benched this last game because of his his money, his contract. He's going to make a little bit of extra cheese with him playing this last game. And they wanted they wanted they, Rex Ryan instead, to bench him the last two. Maybe it was the last two games. And Rex Ryan didn't bench him. And that's supposed to be one of the reasons that led to him being dismissed as well because Tyrod was in line to pick up uh, an extra incentive. And they tried to, and they called it. And what's so dirty about football is they called it a professional day off. Yeah, uh, but this, it's actually collusion in my eyes. Yeah, you, it's not right. You've colluded so that this guy's like stopping a guy from getting so many plate appearances so that he can't get his. That's exactly you know, it, or innings pitched, or, or whatever, pitch or any of that. Uh, according to NFL Network's uh, Ian Rappaport, Bills ownership recently expressed remorse to interim coach Anthony Lynn for intervening and making him bench quarterback Tyrod Taylor during Week 17. It's very, very interesting because the interim coach came out and said, look, he came out publicly and said the decision to bench Tyrod was made above my head. You know, and As he it, should. Why should he take the blame? He because shouldn't it, wear that. Yeah, because he, they want to make a couple extra bucks. He probably won't be there next year anyway. Yeah, and, it's, and, and whether he will or not, it's just not right. And more people need to stand up and start doing just what's right just because it's right. Right. Especially in these world of professional sports and power. And Especially in the NFL where guys might – this might be their last game. You're Every about, game might be their last yeah. game unless you're a coach and you can get fired and still get all your money. And these guys end up in a wheelchair. Unbelievable. If that. That's, yeah. that's Come on, man. You're talking about guys shooting themselves in the head, in the stomach so that their heads can get, uh, uh, you know, researched. And it's a, it's it's – I don't understand this part of it because I read this thing. He went and he had that surgery. 
Now, if he can't pass a physical, I think the date is March 4th. If he can't pass a physical due to medical reasons, actual physical reasons, then he uh, he's due $27.5 million. Then they're trying to figure out a way to cut him to not have to pay him that money. If he can't pass that physical, they got to pay him. Now, the part that I don't understand is with them screwing him over by not letting him play, right? Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that he had the surgery so soon because technically he could have just delayed the surgery a week or two weeks or something like that and then guaranteed that he wouldn't be able to pass that physical. Well, this is the the downside to it because it seems like the players are playing from a standpoint of there's some kind of integrity in the contracts or whatever and there isn't any because the owners do, actually don't have to live by those contracts that they make. They can come and say, hey, oh, we're going to sign you for $50 billion. And then they let you play one game, and whatever you got for that one game is what you got if you didn't get it in a signing bonus. Right? And this is what Calais was talking about last week, about how you have to have – they have to figure out a way. The union, the Players Association has to figure out a way to get more guaranteed money in these contracts. Very, very interesting. Especially when you watch a guy like Jordy Nelson get hit like that. He was out – most a lot of last year from an injury. These guys live with injuries. The, this, the injury that he sustained yesterday is not going anywhere. It's going to still be around. He's going to linger with him probably for the rest of his life. It's not something that's temporary. So you get hit. You get have pains and aches and pains for the rest of your life. And I know that everybody feels like, oh, you know, this guy's a football player. Hey, man, pain they're, is pain. They're people. <laughs> they're human beings. They're human beings. And it's, it, I don't know, it, brother, it, it does, it bothers me. It bothers me a bunch. And now what do you think? The, the numbers came out, the overall year-over-year year ratings are down 8%. Now, they don't have – that doesn't include the playoffs because the playoff numbers always go through the roof. Um, but but what do you think is to account for this NFL, this NFL drop? One of the things is the scheduling, but then the league is so soft now. It's a, a corporate game. It's more like arena football than it is the National Football League. You can't touch receivers. Don't, you can't really touch the quarterback. The quarterback probably has a space of like – seven or eight inches on his whole body that you're able to touch. But guys still get broke up. Yeah, but the guys still get broke up. The running backs can take hits. The linemen can take hits or whatever. But the quarterbacks, you can't hit them because they're considered the stars of the league. But the problem is that the league is watered down now. Is I know that it's still violent. The violence is not what attracts people to the game. It's the, the competition. But if without that certain level of aggression, then it's going to take away from the competition. You can't. How am I going to guard a guy like Tyreek Hill that runs a four two eight and I can't touch him at all? Good luck. Good luck. It's a free for all. Yeah, but that's a, you know that's like the juice balls in baseball. They wanted to create an offensive league. Yeah, and now they have it, but now they're now the participation is down. Yeah, you lose eight percent is a lot. That oh, that's a that's a lot. I mean, in on in network television and whatnot, now they're starting at this point. The executives are starting to look for replacements. Right, an eight percent drop. That's a serious drop, and it and it could be that we're oversaturated with the game because we have it on Thursdays, Saturdays, Sundays, and Mondays. That's just too much. How are guys supposed to perform at the highest level with that? Yes, how are they? I mean, that's a good question, especially with all the injuries and everything else. Wow. Oh, football! This weekend it is going down. Football, you crazy game, you. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your predictions. I want to hear them right now. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> the Chiefs. Uh, the Cowboys, because I'm not impressed with the Packers. They're one-dimensional. They pass probably 85% of the time. And I'm going to take the Falcons. And I love Russell Wilson. Everybody knows that. But yeah. I, they just don't – I don't think that they have – They don't have enough this this time. This the around. running game is not consistent. The offensive line is terrible. And – the way that the league is designed now, set up, is built for offense. So if a team like the Falcons can jump out on you, you got problems. You got problems because I don't think that they're off, uh, defensively, they don't have enough to stop them with uh, Earl Thomas being hurt. And you have Julio Jones. Julio Jones used them last time. I yeah. mean, oh my well, goodness. Julio Jones uses everybody. <laughs> yeah. So it's not, and that's been, not rare. And he's been sitting back, though, for a week. Yeah, healing up. No it's turf toe. No, no nothing. turf toe. Ooh. They have a two-headed monster in the backfield, Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman. Yeah, I sure. For some reason, I just root for the Seahawks, even though I'm not a Seahawks. Yeah, I fan. love the Seahawks, but uh, I like Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's a stand-up guy, and uh, too too many times nobody wants to stand up for the guy. 
When they talk about elite quarterbacks, he's never in the conversation, but he's in the playoffs and goes deep in them every single year that he's been in the league. I'm interested to see what uh, I'm interested to see what Pete Carroll comes up with because really ball control should be their game plan, and I think that comes with a more mobile Russell Wilson. And he said he's feeling good and so on and so forth. But he didn't run for that many yards yesterday. No, he didn't. Uh, the day before. Um, but I would like to see them start to incorporate Jimmy Graham a bit more. They haven't since he's been there. I know. And then every now and then they throw to him and he's still Jimmy Graham. Yeah, still- but, but the ball control issue is that Thomas Rawls is not that type of guy. Marshawn Lynch is, not Thomas Rawls. And if they shut Thomas Rawls down, then what are they going to do? Because you have Doug Baldwin out there and Richardson, who was a freak of nature this weekend, but – they're wow, Richardson put on that one-handed clinic. What yeah. was up with him? Yeah, I, I, I don't think that they're going to be able to beat him. Yeah. I mean, I don't. You think, think it's not even going to be close? It sounds, I, I, it sounds like you're talking blowout city. No, I don't think because Russell Wilson is a gamer, so he's going to be in. The, it's going to be com- competitive, but I don't think that the Seattle Seahawks are going to have a chance really, because even when you watch the Dolphin game, you looked at it. The Dolphins had a chance, okay, but when you, you don't really feel like they're going to win the game. You know, you don't, the, the momentum is not there and everything. And that's the way that I feel about Seattle. I'm looking, although they have Giants on defense, they're not a complete team on defense right now. Huh. And you need a serious defense to stop the Falcons with this league the way that it is nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. And they get to play at home. Yes. Oh, uh, man. They're on that turf. They're I don't know. Turf. I don't know. I, I actually, this weekend coming up is the weekend to travel to watch games and the whole nine. Who do you have? You know, out of that, I feel the same way you do minus the uh, – for some reason I'm holding out hope for the Seahawks. But I feel the same way you do. I don't. I think Dallas is going to come out and do what Dallas does. Stuff the ball down their throat. I think that and, – and I think that, you know, Aaron Rodgers has a tendency we've seen this season to get off to a slow start and then he figures things out. Um, the Cowboys defense, as everybody knows, isn't great. But I think that once they get out in front of you and they can make uh, you one-dimensional – it doesn't matter if you can't stop Zeke. I mean, we're watching Zeke and Dak just literally tag team the league. Yeah, but um, the Patriots, not the Patriots, excuse me, Green Bay, they come out one-dimensional. They yeah, can, yeah. They pass 85% of the time. And then, and they're not going to have a key guy to pass to. Exactly. Unless something miraculous happens. Well, that, Randall Cobb will be there, and they have Devonta Adams. No, I understand, I but they don't have Jordy Nelson. He loves Jordy Nelson. He Jordy loves Jordy Nelson. Nelson, but they don't really have a, a dominant tight end. And yeah. they don't have a running back. They have Ty Montgomery. He's okay. And, you know, this is his first year as a running back. But they won't. I mean, they just don't have enough. And then defensively, they're banged up. Yeah. So they're going to have problems. Because Dak can pass the ball, and we know that they can definitely run the ball. We know they can run the ball. And I don't think that offensive line has lost any weight in the last week. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's still uh, all of them big fellas that know how to move their feet. Moving into uh, basketball, have you been watching what James Harden is doing statistically? Had a quadruple double the other night. Quadruple dub? James Harden numbers are like, wow. Are they freakish? (laughs) I just, damn, is all I can say. This dude is putting up 28, 12, and 8 every single night. And my problem is the same thing that I have with Russell Westbrook is that they're not going anywhere. I mean, it's a good show, but they're not going anywhere. We've seen the flash and dash in this league forever with the teams like the Phoenix Suns, which is a Dan Antonio team, again, that's putting up these crazy numbers, these offensive numbers, but they can't win the big games. They can't beat the the Memphis, the San Antonio Spurs, the Cavaliers, and things like that. Okay, you got your numbers, but you don't win. I'm with you, and I'm not. You have this. <laughs> Where bone, are you then? You, you. <laughs> I'm in the wilderness, dude. You have this bone to pick with Russell Westbrook that just isn't right. First and foremost, because you keep trying to act like Russell Westbrook is supposed to be a one man team, and somehow or another, the numbers that he's putting up are invalid, and it's not right. And this is just plain and simply not right. Um, and then when it comes to D'Antoni, co- I'm totally with you. <laughs> Mike D'Antoni does nothing but nothing. But give you empty numbers and a flashy game, which works Looks well. Great for I was league. just about to say, works well for the league. It works well for the fans. And then when it comes time for the playoffs, you always get shut down because the game doesn't operate in that fast pace in the playoffs. It always comes down to a half court game, and teams like San Antonio and Memphis shut you down in a half court game, and all of that nonsense doesn't work. Um, but what James Harden is doing. Even in a D'Antoni type scenario, what James Harden is doing, his numbers are bonkers. Every night he's putting up crazy, and it's amazing numbers. that he can do that every night. Um, 
No, what's amazing is that the OKC traded him. That's what's I, It's funny. <laughs> that's actually where I was going with that. I really think you're looking at the one of the worst scenarios ever is not paying him to then in turn basically and the late to keep great, Serge Ibaka and then to get rid of Serge Ibaka. And it wasn't even just that. If you remember, it was the late in the late great uh, uh, Idris Abdul Wahid, aka Laker Quick's words, when they signed Kendrick Perkins, they hamstring themselves with a luxury tax. And Kendrick Perkins went over there and got on the Dick Gregory diet and lost all that weight and stopped being a force as the big man inside. Then they were put in a position because they had him and they had Ibaka, uh, him meaning Perkins, uh-huh. and Ibaka, and Westbrook, and Harden, and Durant, and they didn't have a way to pay everybody, even though they could have still paid him and just paid the luxury tax. I would have had to get rid and, of Ibaka. <laughs> and, they just opted, and they just opted to stay with Serge Ibaka. Durant, Westbrook, and Harden on the same team? It doesn't matter in the league. And then you don't have to build the superstar team. That's what I was about to say. You've actually built the superstar team from the draft. Homegrown. These guys could run off five in a row, realistically, because especially with a guy like Stephen Adams. There, he's not looking for the ball like that. You get he plugged and play him. Come on, man. This is this is three or four years ago, and you're talking about a situation where these guys just needed to gel. They made it to the the championship immediately, and the league needed LeBron James to win, and they let him push KD, which just I have to agree with Skip Bayless completely changed his basketball future forever. Because because That's on him if he can't recover, what do you mean he can't recover? A KD? No, 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 no. Changed LeBron James basketball future oh. forever. Not not KD. Oh. And um and they and and then they just fell apart. They fell apart, and you always wonder. I always feel like this is why I like to talk to the guys because you feel like there must be something going on in the back, uh, you know, like in the locker room or something behind all this stuff. But when when guys who are extremely talented end up getting traded, and you're like, why would they get rid of that guy? Because that's a three headed monster that's totally unstoppable. Totally unstoppable. I mean, completely and but totally who's gonna get the triple double. <laughs> I don't even care. But this is <laughs> this is the situation that that Golden State is dealing with. And then if you look at Golden State, well, no, not actually because with all those guys being there and they're all homegrown, you're not dealing with a situation like that. They went out of Golden State went out of their way to get a guy like Kevin Durant and completely cleaned out their whole squad to get him and yeah. now is not paying off. So you can't go to the bench, you go to the bench and pull off uh Andre Iguodala. Well, I mean, they still got the best record in basketball, so it's not like it's not paying. You can't say it's not paying off yet, but what you can say is they are zero and five against the elite teams. They haven't, you know, uh, they haven't been able to get it done. And in watching that game the other night, I don't know if you watch it. The overtime came with the Memphis Grizzlies. Hey, man, they literally KD's the reason they lost that game. They were up fourteen or something like that, just like they were against Cleveland. And KD missed back to back free throws. KD uh, missed open jumpers. Steph Curry does what he does, which is give you the Steph Curry throw balls away. But everybody thinks it's cute because he can shoot from half court. And then Memphis ground out the game, grimy, grimy, grimy. And next thing you know, they were able to. Mike Conley came through clutch and earned his thirty-one million dollars this season, even if it was just making that shot. Right, came through clutch. It took them into overtime where literally Golden State looked like they were in the wilderness. They looked like they were not. They were not at home. They look terrible in that overtime period. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't choke me. <laughs> God. But now the, the thing about it is you watch Golden State. Yeah, they're halfway through the season. It's time. You know, they, they're, there's plenty of time to still right the ship. It's amazing to say it about a team that wins 84% of their games, that the ship isn't right. But I think that when you watch them play, you can see the cracks in the armor with them. Right. You can see things that don't. Well, the the major problem with them, which I even said last year, is that they're a jump shooting team. I mean, you're a jump shooting team, and then when you go to the teams who actually have any kind of interior presence, then you can't get it done. A la the Memphis Grizzlies and the Cavaliers, because they don't have a guy who's going to attack the rack. You know what I'm saying? Right. They don't have a guy in the post. Draymond Green is the closest thing to that, but I I don't think that they're going anywhere. I don't think they're going to win it. Yeah. I think I, they, they get, don't have. They a, get, truth be told, I think they have a hard time with the Rockets. I think, yeah, actually, they probably would. I actually feel like you got a guys that attack the rack. Yeah, and they gotta, won't be able to get past the Spurs. I don't think they get past the Spurs. Truth be told, the team it seems like, but they always end up getting hurt. Same team it seems like they don't want to see the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, this go around. Yeah, but the Spurs, I would have to take them because of the size issue, and then you have the young guy like Kawhi Leonard out there that can attack the basket. 
and the LaMarcus Aldridge, Pau mm. Gasol, and the coach. Yeah. Yeah. He'll figure it out. Get you guys in a half-court set so you're not just running and gunning, going up there throwing all those half-court threes. The thing is, is they're so interested in being cute. Yeah, they're so <laughs> you don't interested. like that. No, I don't like it at all. You don't want no makeup. They're, they're so, they're, <laughs> I want you to be natural. <laughs> I want you. To, I want to go to bed with you looking the same as you look when you wake up. <laughs> uh, but but uh, and they all of the bad passes and this, that, and the other, I really think that Clay Thompson is totally and completely being underutilized, and I think that it's only a matter of time before you have a situation where a guy like that wants to trade. Because he's, in my opinion, like Harden, like Kawhi Leonard, he's a two-way player. Not that Harden's the best two-way player, but you understand what I'm saying? Right. I'm he's about. a guy that can put up his numbers. And if he was a guy, obviously winning is most important to him, and that's why he's a team guy. But he could that guy can do it all. And he's not getting the opportunity to do it all in the system as it is now. Not that it can't be corrected. There's a long time. Well, yeah, the NBA but he, season is long. You yeah, know. but he could be on a team and he could be the man if he wants That's to be a, the This man. is more or less is what I'm because saying. Because look at Harrison Barnes. He's gone over to Dallas and now he's more or less the man. He's the man. And he's got his thumb on somebody's neck. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> you're the man I know. Harrison, you're the man. All right. I'll go to work every day. Yeah, no, I don't know. I think that's interesting. I also think this trade uh, by the Cavs to get Kyle Korver is one of those sleeper trades that you'll sleeper. look back at and realize that's why they got ringed up again. Yeah, in the finals in game seven when he's wide open and hit that three. You're like, wow, where did he come from? Man, Kyle Korver's been in the league 13 years now? Yeah, can you can believe you that? Believe he's that? the best three-point shooter in the league. And he's, you know, he's not as mobile as he once was, but he won't need to be. Why do you, you need got to be mobile? You're wide open. Just sit at the three-point line. Come on, man. I don't need you to do anything. Man. He really doesn't have to play defense. I, th- I felt like you had uh, a great point saying maybe this is, you know, a, a sneak preview of what's going on with J.R. Smith's thumb. Yeah. Um, perhaps. But maybe not. Maybe, I mean, it doesn't hurt to have both of them, to be honest. Right. Uh, because we know how J.R. likes to go go to sleep sometimes on the court. But listen to this. Did you see uh, this this um, social media post with J.R. Smith and his wife? No. What happened? Man, they're requesting everybody's prayers because they uh, they were expecting a baby, and they had the baby prematurely. And the baby came out um, five months uh, early, and four months early, sorry, and weighs a pound. And they're asking for, the, for, for everyone's thoughts and prayers, and they are – they're saying, hey, listen, we know we're fortunate. We acknowledge that a lot of people, we're not the only people going through this, but this is a tough time in our lives, and uh, we wanted to approach you guys as a family to to you guys as our extended family and ask for your prayers and thoughts in this difficult time. It doesn't cost anything to pray for somebody. Sure doesn't, and it's the right thing to do. Do yeah. that. I'm, uh, send them up. Send them up. I'm pulling for the, for the Smith family and for their baby to, to survive and thrive. Very, very tough time. To be right. in that situation. What is not tough is what? The 5-4 Club. Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen. I know you were waiting, and here it is. 5-4 Club, ladies and gentlemen, for just $65 a month, you too, fellas, can look like a G. And by G, I mean gentlemen. You can get a box of clothes that's worth more than $150 every single month. Join the 5-4 Club. Go fill out the profile, use promo code OMAR, and it will be well worth your time and your money, and you'll see. It's going to be the best decision you've made so far in 2017. Wow. I know all the decisions you've made. They haven't been great. <laughs> Trust, Trust me on, me on this, this one. one. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Oh, man. So last thing I want to cover is uh, that game coming up. Oh, two things, as a matter of fact. One, we got that uh, we got that fight coming up this weekend, James Gale and Badu, Badu Jack. Mm. And uh, I actually think these guys are pretty evenly matched. I'm going to go well, – this is a super middleweight division, I do believe. Uh, I'm going to go with James Gale on this one. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going with the underdog on this one. I see that. And uh, Badu's a stud. He is. That's why, that's why I'm surprised you were going against him. That's why I'm going underdog, just because, actually. I don't know if it's actually going to happen. I might be full of bull this time, folks. Don't bet my pick this time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I like I like the Gale. I don't know. It's it, this is the beginning of a whole lot of great fights. You know, the They're British fighters fights lined up this year. A lot of great fights lined up this year, and this is the beginning of it. the 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 British fighters need uh, they need to they need a spot of help, and they they got some bright stars out there. The Gale's one of them. Anthony Joshua is one of them. It, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, but Badu Jack comes to play. 
I do believe he fights out of the Mayweather camp, right? Yeah, he sure does. That's why Floyd's been pushing the issue of trying to get him to uh, try to get uh, Triple G to come up and fight him. Right, and and gain weight to go get him. Yeah. Badu Jack is serious. I, only, I think the main reason I like the Gale is just because he's younger. I like the Gale, but we're going to see. I mean, uh, he gets you out of there. <laughs> yeah, he gets you out of there. Badu Jack, he's a stud. He comes in in good shape. All the Mayweather fighters always come in in good shape, and I appreciate that. You have to appreciate Mayweather for that. I've never uh, that's what seen, I mean. That's what I'm. You know, I'm sorry, I didn't seen. say it clearly. That's what I meant. It's okay. But it's, um, I've never seen him come to the. Not unlike his style, per se, but but he's never, always ready yeah, to but fight. He's always ready to fight. You yeah. never seen him out of shape. Yeah, which is which is big. So that fight's coming up this weekend. Uh, tune in, folks. We got a lot of sports to watch this weekend. <laughs> Could be a little overload. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen. been there before. Might want to OD. And then we got the Clemson Alabama game. We had next victim call in last week. Throughout his prediction, I'm hearing more and more. I'm hearing a lot of professionals say that they feel like Clemson has a shot in this game. And Alabama's roll tide. Nick Saban's known as being the man and having his team ready to play. A lot of behind-the-scenes action going on. It seems tough, uh, potentially distracting. Um, but, again, I like the underdog. I'm going to go with Clemson on this one. Wow. Roll tide is a professional team, and they shouldn't be allowed to play. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, but Bama, you know, Bama's going to come to play. But I don't think Clemson's a rollover. I really don't, and that's I think that's going to come in. It's going to have uh, it's going to it's going to play a factor. I can't speak on it really. I mean, my college game is not up to code at this point. <laughs> it's all right. At least you tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Snag a tooth. <laughs> I've absorbed too much NFL information in my dome. Man, unbelievable. Especially this weekend. Yeah. I went numb with that uh, that Raider game that that was so bad. It just uh, man, I glazed over myself. <laughs> I didn't, didn't want to watch. Was so bad, it was hard to watch. It was hard to watch. It was like watching a Division three. I felt obligated game. though. I felt obli- I'm obviously obligated as a fan. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is just. It was right. It was something. It was like the train wreck effect. It wasn't even of, just ugly. You, it was you just still wanted to watch, even though you, you were bad. like, oh, yeah. Nothing was smooth. I mean, no. On either side of the ball. No good passing, no good running, no no good. I mean, the defense, I guess that on the Texas side. You know what it was? It was just not rhythmic. The game game seemed out of sync. Yeah, it definitely wasn't fluid. Yeah. I mean, the the Raiders were not themselves in the sense that they didn't have car, but still, (laughs) that was just bad. That was was bad top to bottom. RIP to the Raiders. Want to leave you today, folks, uh, on this edition of the Ozone with an inspirational quote. It only takes one person to change your life. You. Go out there and get them in 2017. We'll be back at you probably with a quick espresso shot this weekend to talk about the games right before they happen. Go Clemson. Ozone.